How's that for a slice of fried gold? Oh, you think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life. I'll be back. Just a flesh wound. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. I'm sorry, Ben. I can't do that. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! I guess everyone's a time of one good scare. Well, hello and welcome to Cinema Shock. This is a bonus episode, sort of. I don't know. I'm just talking because we just actually have been talking to each other for like 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> About uh, stuff. And we, we jumped into this and I was just... Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, we were talking about how we could make this podcast more accessible to yeah. all of you and to other people and like how we can convince you to tell your people to listen to it, what you want to hear and what you want to see or whatever. We are tirelessly working to bring you the best show. And by we, I mean, Justin Bishop is tirelessly working. <laughs> hey, we all put work into this. Yeah, uh, we, well, all, Justin all... Bishop, Justin Bishop does a lot of the work on the social media that you see. I post the memes. I'll take credit for that. Yeah, this Gary is... posts the memes. Uh, uh, by the way, I am this is I am Gary Horde. I'm one of your hosts. Oh yeah, I'm Justin Bishop. <laughs> I'm Todd A. Davis. And this is our preview to episode 64, I think. Um <laughs> I think so. Yeah. We're another one of our little preview episodes that we're dropping in between the full episodes. Uh episode our next episode will be on James Cameron's The Terminator, uh which is a movie that we uh talked about on our old podcast, but we're going to really go in depth on it. It'll be the beginning of our James Cameron series which I think I'm going to title our James Cameron series The Man of Tomorrow uh cuz it seems pretty fitting. Uh also, you know, I don't know. Most of his movies are set in the future and there's already a book about him called the futurist. So I couldn't use that. Uh, that book though, will be a major uh, source of information. For People get to see this, but we're on a zoom call right now. And I have yeah. the futurist in yeah. my hand. Right I've already now. read the first chapter and it's, it's incredibly well-written. So um, who's the author on that, Gary, you've got it in front of you. Rebecca Keegan, Rebecca Keegan. So uh, Rebecca Keegan's the futurist. Uh, which goes all the way through Avatar, so which is going to be pretty much everything we talk about. So it's going to be a good source of information, I think. And, and it'll be, I think, our main source of information for his life. And then we'll have various, we always grab various other sources, magazine articles and things like that, interviews I, off the I was going to say, I ordered a, um, on, uh, what was it? Uh, Kindle, I ordered, like, it was like the interviews or something like James Cameron, the interviews. Oh, or yeah. something like that. It was like a collection, like a huge collection of interviews he's done from nice. forever ago. Mm. So I'm, I'm reading through that now. And, uh, so I'm excited. I think James Cameron's a prick, but I'm excited to talk about him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, he, he is, he, he does come across as kind of a prick. Um, no, I, 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 I don't, I actually, just to clarify, because I know you're listening, James. Jim, <laughs> I don't feel that way um, completely. No, I think I think he's very. The, the tough part with artists is like sometimes they just like get in their zone and like people don't appreciate, and they love to cancel or like try to uh, 
do whatever with artists. Artists are always different kinds of people. Different and, breed, uh, for sure. I, I think he knows what he's doing about what he wants to do, and uh, he does well, it. He, I mean, we're, we're going to learn more about James Cameron, I think, as we go through the series, because that's what we always do. We always end up learning a lot more about these artists, about these filmmakers. I mean, you know, we went through that Cronenberg uh, series and we all were, I think, very got very attached to Cronenberg as a personality. You know, I was about to say, uh, I think we all just felt at the end of that that. Cronenberg just seems like a really good guy and we all yeah. want to hang out with him. And Cameron does have a reputation of being difficult and things like that. Here's the thing with James Cameron though, is that I think a lot of that, and this is me, you know, having not done all, all, all the research and stuff yet, but just over years of, you know, I'm a big fan of his films and over the years of, of what I do know about him, he, I think a lot of like what you get from him being where he comes across as being kind of a dick is that he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and he is the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like he knows that he's the, he's smarter than everyone else that's there and he's not afraid to show it. He's definitely got some dead set <laughs> ideas about the way the world works and what the world could be. And and by the way, they're not all, uh, they're lofty sometimes, but they're not all like bad. Like, I mean, it's all like uh, he cares about things. Yeah. Like clearly he cares about the environment and the world and, and that sort of thing. So I can't knock him for that. It's never, I mean, you watch any of the, uh, we won't be talking about any of the documentary style stuff he's done, but I mean, he watches ocean stuff and that sort of thing. Like he, he clearly like loves the world's oceans and what's inside yeah. and the life yeah. forms inside them and exploring those and, and just not, not in a uh, necessarily like, uh, out of control, capitalistic kind of way. Right. And, and I think another thing that it will probably end up coming up a lot in this series is I think people underestimate James Cameron a lot and they have for his entire career. You know, like they, they always say like, James, you can't do that, man. You can't spend that much money on a sequel to the Terminator. The Terminator was this little, the, the little kind of B movie that could, uh, you can't spend that much on the sequel. And then it becomes the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, then he does the same thing with Titanic, James, you can't like, everyone knows the fucking ending. You the sequel to much. Titanic. You can't do that. Or the sequel <laughs> to Titanic. Right. You can't, yeah. uh, you can't spend that much money. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is, you're a sci-fi guy. Like, what, why are you making a movie about the Titanic? Titanic and why are you spending this much on it becomes the highest grossing movie of all time he reinvents 3d technology to create avatar and everyone thinks he's insane it becomes the highest grossing movie of all time and it's still to this day the highest grossing movie of all time people Man. throughout his entire career for the last almost 40 years have underestimated him and he continuously proves them wrong like people although say i will Cameron's say i don't know about 3d want, but- I, I think we're going to get there, but I don't know the 3D caught on quite. It did well. It did for a few years after Avatar, though. Well, uh, Doctor Strange it, was still in 3D last I checked, but uh, <laughs> just, I'm just saying. But yeah, it's not like it. The movies have not moved on to everything being in 3D, but there was a, a, a 3D craze for a while after Avatar. But that's not the reason that movie made that money. I don't think. I think it's the world building. It, we'll get to that in a few months i guess we'll be into avatar mm-hmm. uh, but anyway so, so as far as the terminator goes though i mean this is a movie i think we're probably all pretty familiar with going into this episode right we've all seen the terminator the original og todd's shaking his head nope 
You've never seen I've the seen, Terminator? I've seen uh I've what seen is parts happening? of it, but it's one of the ones I've just never I've never Wait, sat down and watched it from beginning to end. You've seen the sequels? Yeah. All of them? Uh not all of them. You've seen T2? Saw T2. Oh yeah. That T3. One, yeah. Yes. Genesis Salvation. Uh, I saw Salvation is the one with Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. I saw, I saw Salvation not too long ago, but I haven't seen all the sequels, Todd. And so I, don't feel bad. Don't I think don't no, I, I saw mean, the one I saw I the one with Khaleesi. I haven't okay. even seen the one with Khaleesi. It's, I think I, I've seen that one. Don't bother. I mean, uh, I can't believe you haven't seen the Terminator. That's why I've, wild never, I've never seen the original. Oh, I, I can't. Just, well, I, I do okay. feel like that's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that 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 leads me to ask you then. Um, what do you expect going into it? Having seen the sequels, but not the original one. Um, I mean, well, that's the thing is. I mean, obviously, I mean, amongst, you know who Kyle Reese is. Right. I know who Kyle Reese is. I know who uh, who um, Sarah Connor is yeah, and right, right. the Terminator and the Doctor. And, you know, those are those are like the big ones that carry over. But I think there's a there's a thought amongst movie fans who are just slightly beyond the the casual movie viewing public who are kind of of the mind well t2 recaps the first one so well you don't really need to see it and i feel like i feel like you might be right actually i i i i'm not saying i i'm not saying i agree or disagree i'm not saying i don't think that you I wouldn't go so far as to say you don't need to see it. I will say when I first saw T2, I had not seen the first Terminator because I, I was going to say, I don't think I had seen nine the first years Terminator. Old. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I had seen the first one I saw T2. I saw T2 in the theater. Uh, probably the first R-rated movie I ever saw, uh, but I had definitely not seen the first one. I didn't see it for years later. So yeah, I mean, you can, there's enough information in the second one where you can watch it without having watched the first one. But right. I think the first one is an essential piece of genre cinema. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, being that it is, you know, for for a filmmaker like James Cameron, who, you know, the, arguably one of the greatest, you know, he's done so much in film and with film and film technology, you can't ignore the first the first entry. No. Um, but it's just, and, and, and again, it's have. not like I, it's not like I, ab- <laughs> it, well, it's not like I actively avoided it. It was just yeah. kind of like, I just didn't get around to it. And well, now you got a reason. Yeah. Yeah, I now do. And, I, a reason. And, and honestly, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm honestly, I, that well, makes me very excited. It yeah. makes me excited too, because I mean, uh, the Terminator, the original Terminator to me is like, not only is it essential because of yes james cameron but you're also talking about uh arnold schwarzenegger i think it's Mm -hmm. a big piece of his career uh his initial performance uh i think that's linda hamilton who later becomes a uh you know at least a b-movie goddess right and same with michael bean um uh as kyle reese uh lance henriksen is in this movie like Mm -hmm. it's uh this is a i don't know you you got people like dick miller and everybody i mean there's people all in this movie like it's just a it's a it's a good solid b movie and in my opinion and we'll get into all this i mean i think it's absolutely perfect as far as what it's trying to accomplish and Mm. uh 
Um, so, you know, T2 is the, the popular one. T2 broke through and you, you can't argue with that. Um, yeah. But, it, but for, I mean, and from everything, and again, even as a casual, maybe slightly beyond casual moviegoer, you can see how so many things, uh, like I just mentioned, even from a production side and from the narrative that's presented, it sets the stage for so much more. Yeah. So, well, wow. yeah, I'm, lo- I'm really looking excited. forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to rewatching it. It's been quite a while since I've seen it. So I'm excited to watch it again. Uh, so moving on from that, what uh, have you guys been consuming any cool media uh, in the last couple of weeks? Uh, <laughs> nerd thing to say. <laughs> well, I didn't want to, I didn't com- want to, I didn't want to actually limit you to just like movies. If you've cool watched media. a cool TV show or you've read a cool book or, you know, what played a good video game, like, you know. What? Yeah, I actually, uh, and I I think I've mentioned this to you guys before. Uh, on Paramount Plus, there's uh, The Offer, which is Al Ruddy's story about making The Godfather. Yeah, Miles and Teller, right? Holy shit. It's good. Is that, it is amazing. Really? It is, okay. It is so... It is so well done across the board. Like nice. Dan Fogler as Francis Ford Coppola, he might as well just be Francis Ford That's Coppola. such weird casting um, to me. It is, but until <laughs> until you see him do it and you're like, I get it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's got the look, but man, he, boy, he sells it with every frame he's in. Um, really? And I, I, you'll have to forgive me. There's a, there's a guy from, uh, Grey's Anatomy, who recently left the show, and my wife, who's watching the offer with me, and she's a big fan of Grey's. That actor comes on as um, as Brando, and oh. he's, and he's playing the role of Brando. And I was like, they're not going to show Brando. They're not going to show somebody playing Brando, and they do, and he kills it. And well, it, I got to know like, who it is now. I, so I, yeah, I forget his name. I'm looking um, it up. Right? I was about to say, I'm As like, I'm already speak. on IMDb. Like, wait a minute, who is who is Brando? I, pro- I mean, I've never watched Grey's Anatomy. So he Justin doesn't. He doesn't, appear, he doesn't appear to. Yeah, I think that's him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's this. in the wedding planner. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I was like, okay, because it's Brando. Who? What legendary iconic actor did they tap? for to play brando and then here comes this gray's anatomy guy and i'm like okay he's kind of got he's got the swagger down he's got the voice pretty pretty much hitting the nail on the head but then you watch him do some stuff on screen i don't want to give anything away but like pretty much all dude, of this stuff he, says like gray's anatomy so yeah I don't, yeah I he's man he kills it as brand the the kid that plays pacino Oh my God. Like I was like, again, another iconic actor is like, okay, somebody's going to come in and do a Pacino impression. No, this dude is Pacino. Like, like it's eerie. It's eerie how much he looks like him, sounds like him, moves like him. And like, I've been nothing but impressed across the board, not to mention Miles Teller as Al Ruddy turning in an amazing performance Giovanni Ribisi as um, as the gangster uh, Colombo, um, man, the two of those the two of those guys together. Um, the, the dude that the dude that is playing Bob Evans, oh like, Matthew Good from Yes, right? holy shit, yeah. he is amazing in this. Like okay. I totally forgot it was him because he 
he nails that Robert Evans voice. And oh, nice. just, oh man, it's I I can't sing the praises of this enough. Uh, Ten episodes is not enough to tell this story. I would watch. I would watch a hundred hours. Well, you've got me excited to watch it. It is amazing. Like uh, I was, I'm, you know, what red blooded American isn't a fan of the Godfather. Yeah. I I just got the 4k trilogy with the, uh, the Godfather Coda, the, the new re-edit of part three, which I haven't watched yet. So um, maybe I'll watch this and then dive into that 4k. Well, well, one more thing for, for fans of how we kind of do deep dives on movies Paramount Plus has a section of as mentioned in the offer because it takes place primarily on the Paramount lot. Yeah. So they have like further viewing. It's further viewing. And it's kind (laughs) of like, hey, they talk about Rosemary's Baby. They talk about Love Story. They talk about a whole big, huge list of things. Everything like Al Ruddy and Bob Evans and uh, Coppola touched around that time period it's all there. Sounds like you're super into it. You should uh, pay for the upgrade where we don't have to watch ads for the account I share with you. (laughs) I just might. I just might. Well, the other thing, this episode brought to you in part by Paramount plus Uh, I've been watching that halo series. Yeah. Dude. I've heard so so things about it. You like it? It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried. I've tried to get Jennifer to watch it with me. It's a, Uh, it's a slow burn. It's a slow okay. burn, but we just round... wrapped up discovery and, and I love discovery still I'm still yeah. super into discovery, but Paramount plus is uh Paramount plus has got some good stuff. Also they docs too. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a lot of, I they've think, also got uh, all the jackass movies. So if you yeah. want to marathon those like I did and <laughs> everything from comedy central. So yeah. stand up comedy fans. So it's, hey, it's worth it. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Matthew good as Robert Evans. Gary, Gary didn't you watch Stoker? Not too long ago, I was gonna bring that up for, yeah. for this I, episode. I felt like I saw that on your letterbox because yeah, that movie's I, fucking great. I gave it four stars on Letterbox. Four out of five. Yeah, four out of five. Uh, Stoker's fantastic. Yeah, um, I had never. I don't even know why or how or I, I'd never heard of it for some really? reason. I, I was gonna I don't say know it's, it's not ringing a bell it. for me. What's what's the premise? Well, it's it's Park Chan Wook is the um the director who's a Korean director. Uh, it was his English language debut. Uh, he's the guy who did old boy. I think he my did the re- vengeance my review. Literally. I just pulled it up here. It says uh, four stars stylish as hell. No stylish as all hell is what I said. Stylish is all hell. And I'm sure there's are infinite layers. I didn't even get to recognize when I watched this late last night. The important part here is that Park Chan-wook made a fantastically paced, beautiful, trashy movie who says he had to peak with old boy yeah it's it's incredible it's um it stars uh matthew good as i mentioned nicole kidman mia wazikowski who was in the alice in the wonderland movies for tim burton but basically this this girl's father dies her uncle shows up um to live with her and her mother her mother's nicole kidman and then he's there's something creepy about it I mean, that's basically, you can't really get too yeah, far into you it. You can't really talk much but more about it yeah. than that, but it's, it's a, it's a really good, like just. Good thriller case, like, written by thriller, Wentworth yeah. Miller, uh, the star of prison break. 
Really? Good for him. But That's yeah, awesome. yeah, Wentworth Miller wrote it. It's it's really good. Um, it was for our family movie night where like I've, I've talked about this, but like uh, us and a, another couple, we, we always like do on Wednesday nights, we do a movie night. Somebody picked that and she was even like at the end, she was like, uh, uh, like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess I was kind of a slow bird or a weird one. I was like, this movie is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's good. And I mean, Park Chan-wook is uh incredible i mean he's he's an incredible filmmaker i think uh we've all seen i mean it's, i don't know if it, it looks so good I, lady I vengeance sympathy for mr vengeance old boy uh he's he's great the handmaiden the handmaiden's amazing but yeah good stuff nice i uh, want to watch anything else recently what uh, the fly yeah watch that Oh yeah, you watched that—the one we did a whole episode on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Have about the fly any- for a second. Have you um, watched anything else? Uh, uh, you saw Doctor Strange? I did. I was literally about to say I watched Doctor Strange. Yeah, no. So neither one of you have seen Doctor Strange. <laughs> I haven't okay. seen it yet. No, I haven't All had right, a chance. Well, uh, it, I'll just say this: like, I mean, I think it's the first time that Marvel has allowed a director to add so much of their own style to a movie. I love the. Uh, I love to hear that. Considering yeah, who the director is. Yeah, well, Sam <laughs> Raimi, and it is a very Sam Raimi Marvel movie. And I love it. Uh, Sweet. So interesting. It's not my favorite Marvel movie by any means, but it is, uh, it is, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see. Have you said what your favorite Marvel movie is? Me? Oh, yeah. shoot. I don't know. Um, I, Justin, it's Black listen, Panther or one think, of the Guardians? I think Black Panther is probably my number one. Um, the first Guardians is way up there, and and Ragnarok is way up there for gotcha. me. But I Gary, think sorry, I, Gary, I think I cut you off. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. I was gonna say I, I think I'm still stuck on Captain America. Sometimes, like Winter Soldier is still Winter Soldier is great. Movies. So I um so a, a few couple weeks ago I got COVID, and oh geez, I um it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, it's not fun. I um. It was, it was, I was scheduled to go to Disney World. And I did go to Disney World because my quarantine ended like a couple of days before I was supposed to leave. My wife's quarantine, because she, she got it too. Um, her quarantine ended the day before we were supposed to leave. Uh, we were feeling fine by then. Uh, the first couple of days really sucked. Um, I, I like, it's like having a, I mean, I'm, I am vaccinated and boosted and I'm, I'm very thankful because I got over it pretty quickly. Um, but the first couple of days were like having the flu and the worst body like aches that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Uh, so I just stayed in bed. I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Didn't couldn't go to work or anything. I literally watched the entire first two Marvel um phases. <laughs> I watched I watched because <laughs> I couldn't do anything else. So I just yeah. laid in bed, yeah, Disney Plus, and I started with Iron Man and I watched all the way through. Uh, you know, all three Iron Man movies, all the, the first Ooh. couple of Thor movies, all the way through uh, Ant-Man. So all the wow. way through, uh, yeah, uh, both of the first two Avengers movies and Ant-Man is the end of, of um, phase two. So mm-hmm. I, I watched a lot of Marvel movies I was say, uh, a couple of weeks ton. ago. Yeah, it's a lot. How are you I, not going to watch the Thanos stuff? I'm going to get there. I just, <laughs> I got, I got like better. Time. <laughs> I got better and I, I started having to, you know, go to work and <laughs> well, I went on vacation. I got, I got better. 
uh, got out of quarantine, went to Disney World for a week. So I didn't watch any movies while I was there. I really wanted to go see Doctor Strange at Disney Springs because they had like this huge setup and stuff. But the Disney Springs much. Theater, the dinner the AMC. theater. Yeah, it's a dinner Fantastic. theater. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, and they had this huge like display, like place where you oh. could get, take your picture in front of this big Doctor Strange thing. And, oh. uh, but I didn't have time. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's mostly what i've watched recently are marvel movies because oh, nice. i didn't have much of another choice i did also watch um i watched the last waltz on uh, the martin scorsese documentary about the band uh, Oh, okay criterion just put it out on 4k but it's actually on the criterion channel in 4k right now and it looks spectacular wow uh, it looks really really good um other than that oh i watched the sadness today on shutter i was gonna ask you about that that seems uh it is fucked up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it is It is a um, sort of a zombie movie. It's sort of in the vein of uh, 28 Days Later, like Rage Zombies or, or like Romero's The Crazies. There's this, I literally just watched 28 Days Later the other day. So there's this um, pandemic. It's, it's very much of the times. Like this, there's this very like coronavirus-esque, COVID-esque pandemic that people aren't taking seriously. And then, but it, it manifests itself as like this you you lose like any more like morals and all you want to do is the most fucked up thing you can think of uh, so that's basically what it turns people into jeez it is one of the goriest movies i've ever seen wow uh, like it is <laughs> just blood and viscera and it is insane and you said uh, it's the sadness and it's on shutter sadness it's on shutter it's from, made in taiwan uh shutter has a disclaimer at the beginning uh, saying this movie contains extreme violence and gore, which I've never seen them do before. Wow. And a lot of movies that they show have extreme violence and gore, but this one's to the point where they felt like we need to warn you ahead of time. Wow. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> That's wild. So, yeah. Um, Although I feel like, I feel like doing stuff like that. It's kind of like, Hey, Oh yeah. hundred percent. We've talked about this. Yeah. Like uh, well, for me, that's, that's like an invitation. Like, yeah, please that, come watch yeah, this. yeah that, I'm now please watch come it. watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the aristocrats, <laughs> the aristocrats, that documentary has like the thing at the beginning of like this movie is protected by the first amendment in the United States of America. You're like, Oh shit, dude. It's in, why I'm always so like, I mean, you know, dude. not to go down this rabbit hole, but it's like anytime where censorship is involved, I'm like very like weird about it because I'm like all that. I feel like all it does is invite people to, to want they're intrigued. Yeah. And so like yeah. the best thing you can do is to let shit happen. And, yeah. Like the video like, nasties in England back in the eighties who, Everyone wanted to hunt down those movies and see them once that list came out. Yeah, you that's gotta, like you got to put a list out of, of movies let, that we're not allowed to watch. That's a list of movies that I want to find. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. And and, well, and it's tough because I, I feel that way with a lot of things. And so like sometimes I feel like you just got to let stuff happen, and then like you know it balances out whatever. But because like, even you got to like you, even the naysayers are just kind of are of that mind of like oh really prove it you know exactly yeah exactly man that's been life forever forever yeah. that's since been the, the beginning thing. of art since art has existed you tell <laughs> you me mentioned I, the aristocrats. I want to so bad i'm stubborn even when people tell me you're either with me or against me i'm like well i'm against you until i see what's going on like i want to know because yeah. like, i'm not i'm not i'm not joining any side i just want to see it all i want to know i want to know what's fucked up about this i want to yeah, know right. 
Like, what are you, what are you saying over here? Like, this is wild. <laughs> um, uh, going back to Dr. Strange real quick, I will say the weird part about it is for me is it just feels it was a, a sobering, uh, so, I don't know if sobering is the right word, but it was a thing where I was watching. I was like, God, we're so far from Captain America. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. We're, like, it's just, it's so weird. Like the Marvel universe and movies has reached comic levels where like, you're like, there's so much bullshit that's happening. That's well, like, I can't even imagine Winter Soldier's like a legitimate story anymore because it's like, <laughs> Well, well I they're was, jumping through dimensions and right dead the, people and coming back. Like those, that that, that first Iron Man, which I still think is one of the best Marvel movies, yeah. it just seems so quaint, you know. <laughs> but yeah. like in comparison, yeah. you know, like, once you, what once are you Tony watch, Stark and Steve Rogers gonna do in this world? Right. <laughs> like well, it was. Look, I was sitting at uh, I was sitting at work the other day, and I, you know, it's all over everywhere. Doctor Strange, and this was like a few days before the movie actually came out. And I was like, I wonder what all, what's the bare minimum that you need to see to see this movie, to real, to really kind of get the full effect of it. And I think it was like four or four or six different films and two TV series. <laughs> I would say, oh, I mean, wow. <laughs> having not seen Dr. Strange yet, I would say you need to see the last, you need to see the first Dr. Strange. You need to see um, the, the most recent Spider-Man and you yep. need to see WandaVision. Yeah. Um, I think there's things in it that will be, um, again, coming from somebody who hasn't seen it yet. But if you haven't seen What If, I think you you need to see What If because there's a lot of Doctor Strange things I, happening I watched there. What If, and I don't think you need to see it. No? Okay. I think What All If right. just explores the... You, the the idea of the multiverse but what there's, if kind there's of sucks? stuff that you could understand what? i don't like I, it oh dude well what don't you like about what if every story is like what if this person died what if this person died like it's it's yeah. very redundant and it's <laughs> well, not okay. exciting uh i don't know i don't like Man. what if well okay here's the thing you don't need to see what if there are definite what if connections there are for sure things that are in what if that are in Doctor Strange. Right. There are for sure things. I don't I don't want to spoil anything. Don't spoil yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't spoil yeah. anything. Yeah. I was gonna say there Marvel's doing a great job of trying to connect anything that ever happened in Marvel, like in 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 televised Marvel things get used somewhere. Mm, yes. And so it's like, oh, it, that really did happen in an alternate universe. You know? speaking, like of, speaking of televised Marvel things, have you guys watched Moon Knight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've seen Moon Knight. I like it's it. It's so wild and weird. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Um, the, the first episode really hooked me. The second episode was a it got a it slogged a little bit in the middle. And then uh, trying to say this without spoilers, but there's an episode that ends in a hospital yeah that <laughs> jerked yeah. me right back in where i'm like whoa like this is moon night yeah. because up till then it was not moon night as i knew moon night right right I, i'm not super familiar with the character i read some of jeff lemire's run uh that's is, actually where which i started I, which is a big character. basis for this but mm -hmm. up until that like third or fourth episode whatever it was when that happened i was like this is what's going on this is not like moon night and then i'm like oh Okay, here we are. 
yeah. like we have arrived. Yep. Uh, but I liked it. I, I think I think it's good. I, I'd like to, I'm going to watch it again. It's not, definitely not my favorite Marvel series, um, but I think it's pretty solid. And I hope that they do another season because I know. Yeah, I kind of why I'm so stuck in the grounded stuff. But uh, still, my favorite Marvel series is probably Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's like really good. I, I, yeah, I still love. See that, that one's one. kind of low to me. I love that. I mean, one. I mean, I like it, but I think it's it, it. I don't know. It just feels too much like the movies a little bit, uh, but lower stakes. Uh, I my favorite things on the Marvel series that they've done have been the ones that push the format a little bit more wandavision's mm. my favorite for that very reason really brilliant uh, loki's really good loki's way up there yeah um for that very reason because they're pushing what's expected out of a marvel property um i think hawkeye's really good it's another very grounded one but i think it's really fun because i think oh, Haley steinfeld and, and i think they're i think the character interactions are just really good and it's very fun it's very low stakes but it's entertaining because uh, Jeremy Renner and Haley Sinfield are, are really good in it, but my yeah. wife I think they've really all been good to an WandaVision. extent. And uh, WandaVision was good, and uh, Wanda was, of course, a huge part in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one, by the way, I think Elizabeth Olsen is really what carries Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. I, I really? think she's I like her a lot, so fantastic and well, I, I, uh, I, I, downright I, creepy at times. She's had and, one of the best arcs of a character so far yeah. yeah yeah i hope i hope that with stuff like the eternals and shang chi and moon knight you know with this new group of marvel heroes that they end up sort of you know combining them into this kind of weird ancient elemental kind of new avenger type group i thing. hope so i think it's really I gotta cool. be honest i guess i'm getting again maybe i'm old but <laughs> it's just like i hope they don't lose track of like some of the hu- human things yeah yeah are really yeah. cool with some of these people that i relate to with like a a tony stark and a steve well Rock you're getting more of that out of the tv shows with like hawkeye you, and you then are you've got, and, and you've and, got ms marvel coming which i know she's got superpowers but it's a very human story you know I I thought it was very interesting to see because I mean we get a little bit of Tony Stark's journey I mean all tip of the iceberg type stuff but his dealing with PTSD and then Moon Knight is a big dive on mental health Moon Knight Knight did try to try to stick with some of that and so And, and again, it's probably why I like Cap and Winter Soldier, because after yeah. the Avengers, it was like a nice, like, let, let's bring it back around again real quick. There's still people yeah. here on and, street level, like dealing with stuff. Yeah. It's why I love the Netflix stuff. Like I loved like the Punisher and Luke Cage and Daredevil. See, I, I don't just... love the Netflix stuff. I, I like I like parts of it. Um, I think every season goes on about three episodes longer than it should. It feels like they all, every season drags a little bit. Now I think some of the casting is really good. Um, I like what Charlie Cox that plays Matt Murdock, I think is yep. really good. I fucking hate Iron Fist though. I, well, I, think, I, I think don't think sh- anybody. I, really I think the show that. sucks. And I think the Danny Rand's casting is awful. I think that guy's terrible. Um, I love the guy who plays Luke Cage and I love uh, what's her name that plays Jessica Jones. I, Jessica Jones is probably my favorite of the Marvel Netflix series. Uh, and, and John Bernthal as Punisher is great, but uh, man, Iron Fist just ruins that whole universe for me. It's so bad. I think. Yeah. 
you know, of the tent poles of that of that particular sect of Marvel, yeah, um, Iron Fist is definitely the weak link there. But you know, in terms of you know the human the human side, I think even with stuff like Shang Chi, where as fantastical as it gets there in the end, it's still kind of a coming of age, you know, uh, you know, breaking away, becoming your own person. And, yeah. Uh, and Shang-Chi was stuff. great. I thought, yeah, Shang-Chi was really, oh, I like Shang-Chi a lot. really, really good. Yeah. I, I want Fing Fang Foon to be the big bad. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, here's, That'd be here's so hard to, to do without a looking goofy as hell. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, here's a way to spit out of it. Uh, one of the best parts of Iron Fist is uh, Tom Pelfrey plays like Ward who's one of the uh, brothers or stepbrothers or whatever that owns the mm-hmm. business who plays Ben and Ozark and Ozark just finished and it was phenomenal. Yeah. Is it, does it end well? Cause I haven't finished the season yet. It does end well. I think okay. it ends exactly is that right. The end, is that the end of the series? Yeah. The series, series finale. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause we, we've been Ozark. I like Tom Pelfrey though from... on that show. He's the like um, the crazy like, brother. Yeah, the, the brother, the which is kind of a spoiler that he even exists, I guess. But uh, I mean, he, he shows up uh, pretty far in season it. three. I mean, yeah. He's also really great on uh, Banshee, which is a show I will always tell people to watch. Banshee, watch Banshee. <laughs> it's have you even have you guys even heard of Banshee? I remember uh, it from way back. Like uh, it was on Showtime, I think, back in the day, but it's on HBO Max now, I believe. But it stars uh, Anthony Starr from the boys okay. uh you okay. know he he plays um what's his name the main bad guy on the boys um uh, yeah the patriot the, or- uh homelander homelander, homelander. Yeah. cody yeah. rhodes yeah <laughs> but uh banshee is insane uh just if you're into like fight choreography and action scenes i mean it's it's i would highly recommend watching that show it's really fun uh nice. it's it's basically about this guy who comes he he gets out of prison comes into the small um amish town or amish or mennonite i think it's amish pennsylvania dutch uh town and assumes the role uh, steals the identity of the sheriff the the new sheriff that's coming into town uh and it's really good yeah highly recommended it's it's kind of one of those under the radar shows that it's like three or four seasons though uh, but it's ridiculous, like very Garth Ennis, like over the top kind ah, of stuff. Nice. You know? yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. check it out. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else you guys got? Are we done with our preview episode? We don't want to go too long on this. Yeah, you're right. I watched Senior Year last night with the wife uh, with uh, yeah, Rebel Wilson. That? Yeah. With who? Um, Rebel oh, Wilson. Rebel, oh, the Netflix thing. I've heard it's terrible. No, I thought you it liked good. it. I gave it three and a half. I thought okay. it was good. I thought it was a fine, like, comedy. I haven't seen it, like, so I'm, I'm just saying what I've comedy I've seen, you know. Thing. You know, she's like a cheerleader in 1999, and she, uh, in the middle of a thing, gets dropped on her head and uh, wakes up now in 2022, and uh, she still acts like she's in 1999, and... Yeah. Uh, you know she wants to repeat her senior year and it's it's dumb i mean it's it's that premise it's uh it's pretty funny it's uh it's i don't know it's 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 a good time though but it but it does it does toy around with like how things are now and how things were then and how mm. like some things are always the same and uh is it's, it's it's pretty like a little sweet little dumb comedy but all right so it's maybe wild, i'll give it a chance i didn't wild to it. think I it's wild it was, to think that um 
yeah i mean i mean you guys are a little older than me but like high school 20 years ago like i know oh god what happened <laughs> i don't want to talk about it <laughs> right <laughs> right i mean she's obsessed with high school and that was my big thing when i was like even thinking of a review for the movie i was like who wants to come back to high school fuck that shit yeah <laughs> High school sucks. <laughs> uh, well, guys, let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you for joining us for this preview episode. Our episode on the Terminator will be coming out in a week or so. I think about think about a week. Uh, yeah. So join us at cinemashock.net or at cinema underscore shock everywhere on you know social media and all that stuff. Follow us on Letterboxd if you want to see more stuff that we're watching that we didn't have time to talk about here. Uh, how about you guys? Where can you be found? What are your personal uh, social media handles? At this is Gary Horn. At this is Gary Horn is what he said. If you couldn't hear that, yeah, because <laughs> he whispered it for some reason. He's on Letterbox. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. He's using Letterbox, which I'm very proud of you, Gary. Yeah, yeah. I even got senior year, like I just talked about. I yeah. rank. I knew how many stars I gave it because it was on Letterbox. <laughs> nice. And uh, I'm at Mr. Todd A. Davis on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, and D and D Beyond. And yeah. you can hear my podcast at Computer Resume. It's the Computer Resume podcast where we cover all of Star Trek in chronological order for some reason. Uh, it's a <laughs> lot of fun. I've got a bunch of fun guests and uh, Gary, both Gary and Justin have been on it multiple times and hopefully and I get never them back. invited back. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the other things I've been watching is uh, the stand-up comedy of Mr. Mike Kaplan, who's uh, got some stuff on Paramount Plus, but he's coming on the show we're nice. recording tomorrow Very and cool. uh yeah so i've been getting some fun guests some authors a couple of uh a couple of artists and a couple of actors and comedians so uh, the no nope, no uh patrick stewart yet not yet not yet he's he's keep, definitely on my going. wish list though <laughs> shatner no shatner yet no no he's shatner. like almost 100 years old so you need I to know. hurry <laughs> you, need, you need to get on shatner while you still can although he looks great it does yeah. looks good yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, and I'm a Justin underscore Bishop on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxed. Until next time, may the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Be excellent to each other. Johnny has the keys. <laughs>